Yo, what is up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Kill the Mockingbird. I'm your host, Sean Chris. And today I have a special guest, our good friend Joanne Nicole from uh White Rabbit and her own page, right? What is it? Um Joanne it red pill dot redpill underscore daily dot au. Yeah, you got it perfect. See, I was gonna mess that up for sure. <laughs> How are you doing this morning? Right? You're morning over there, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's uh nine o'clock in the morning or Sunday morning. Oh nice. You're way ahead of us. So you're ahead. No wonder you're not only are you ahead of us in the tyranny, Sunday. you're ahead of us in general. <laughs> yeah. It rem- reminded me of that Nancy Pelosi one. Good morning. Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell us how we won. They made that there. That one's hilarious. So um, how was it over there? As uh, I seen yesterday, there was a lot of like activity going on. Like I seen people seem to, it seems that more and more provinces or I don't know if you guys call them provinces or states are, are kind of like getting more active. It seems. Definitely. Definitely. So Melbourne yesterday had their biggest rally ever, probably the biggest protest in Australia ever. Maybe there was uh, a guy who, who a helicopter pilot who's been covering protests for years said there was probably about a hundred thousand. Wow. Yesterday we had another one here yesterday as well. I think there was probably about it's, I wasn't actually there. Some people are saying a thousand. But yeah, people are starting to wake up. So Australians are definitely waking up to what's happening, happening, but um, the government just seems to be getting more and more insane every single day, the state governments. So in Queensland, they've basically brought in full medical apartheid. So unvaccinated people are no longer allowed in hospitals except for births, deaths or emergencies. Wow. Hospitals. Yeah. It's insane. So... In Queensland, unvaccinated people, apparently they're not allowed. See, as of a certain date, I'm not actually sure what the date is. Maybe someone in the comments can um, clarify that. But Queensland, at the moment, the Premier, there's probably one of the worst. They seem to be in a competition with, with each other to see who can be the most tyrannical. Yeah, what a great yeah. competition. That's a nice competition to be. And, and, and isn't it because uh, uh, Dictator Dan, that he's Melbourne? correct? He's Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, okay, Melbourne. And isn't, aren't they trying to pass some legislation where, like, it's almost like he can call a pandemic or lockdown whenever? Like, it's pretty much free free power, right? Isn't it, like, almost like the interpretation of what they're trying to pass is going to be, like, anytime we want to shut it down they, and turn it back on? Yeah, legitimately making him a dictator. So what's actually been happening in most of the states is that, um, they keep passing emergency powers, so they extend the emergency, the emergency powers. So basically um, the legislation states that um, an emergency powers bill can only go for a certain period of time. In Western Australia it was two weeks, but they would just keep renewing it every two weeks. Over here he, he's, he's just next year. And basically what the the permanent pandemic bill so it's permanent emergency powers so they won't even have to renew the emergency powers it's basically giving him a permanent dictatorship just forever and he can and he make whatever rules up right and can't he change the rules and and redirect them as he sees fit yeah pretty much and it also like um it 
labels people as classes. So certain classes of people can be treated differently based on their, and I'm pretty sure it's like because of their attitude or something like that, that's actually part of it. So they can go by if people have attended a certain event, uh, people of certain beliefs. So like basically they they could effectively say that everyone who went to the protest is now classed as a different class of citizen it's crazy, and they have the, what, they would have different um, freedoms, so to speak, of right, like the different classes yeah. of people. Yeah. So that's actually what um, the Premier of Queensland, Anastasia Palaszczuk, or Anastasia Palaszczuk, as most people, a lot of people are calling her now. Uh, she came out publicly and said that the vaccinated people are going to be rewarded by having more freedoms than the unvaccinated people. So what she's done effectively is just take take the rights of other people to reward the ones who've gone and got vaccinated. So punish other reward some people by punishing other people. It's like she thinks Queensland's a bunch of masochists or something. And, and then the at, at now on TikTok, there's like I, I've been on TikTok a lot lately, right? Like, and there's like obviously a bunch of different things going on there. There's people on there that actually are saying that uh, the Americans, like me, that are saying stuff for that. Oh, Australia's tyranny and this and that. They're saying that we're a bunch. Of, we don't know what we're talking about. And then there will be Australians on the comments and saying, "Yeah, it's fine here." But what I tell people is, I feel like it's the same out here, right? Like obviously, like not the same <laughs> level, but where and cert- first of all, you got some people that like it, and then there's some people that it's not really affecting yet, right? Like it may be hard in New York, but then you go to like Iowa and it's fine, right? Like it's not a lot of going on. And I think that sometimes they're ask- asking somebody in Australia that's not in Melbourne, that's not in Victoria, that are not in these strongholds that are really getting taken over at the moment. Well, this is the thing. There are even people in Victoria. So you've got like the uh, devoted, they call themselves the hashtag I stand with Dan crew. <laughs> they, despite what's happening, they don't care. So this has definitely been the most disappointing thing of everything throughout this is the not just apathy of part of the population, but they almost seem to take delight in seeing what's being done to other people and laugh about it. So uh, when Melbourne came out of their lockdown just recently, um, basically people were allowed to go out to restaurants and pubs if they'd been vaccinated. So there was a bunch of um, nurses and teachers protesting in a park across from a cafe or a restaurant. And there was a camera guy there recording the people in the restaurant standing out the front, basically pointing and laughing at the people who'd lost their jobs. They actually take delight in it. It's sick. Like I see comments from people like um, last weekend when they had a protest, I saw comments from people saying, oh, look at those losers. Isn't it nice to just be able to be at the pub today? Look at all those losers who have nothing better to do. Like this is just the attitude of some people. Like they, they, I don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong with these people. Uh, But we get that everywhere. So even here in Western Australia, like we haven't, actually had as many lockdowns as most states. I'm pretty sure we've spoken about that before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've had three two-week lockdowns this year. And the reason is, so, you know, we know that they can manipulate the cases with by turning up the cycle threshold. Um, so we got our first lockdown in February this year based on one case, an asymptomatic case. So the whole city got locked down for two weeks 
one of the one of the laws they tried to say was like people, two people driving in a car, even if they lived in the same household, had to wear masks if they were driving in the car together. It's like I feel like they're just testing the population just to see how compliant they actually are. And what amazed me was that people complied to this. Most people complied. Like I think in that two weeks I might have saw like three people who weren't wearing face masks, even if they walk in, if, even going for a walk in the park. And this is what's happened. So like this is like what you were saying, people who haven't actually been affected by it and they don't realise how serious this is and what these legislations are actually leading to. So over here, basically, the only reason McGowan hasn't locked down Western Australia as much is because of the iron ore industry. He actually passed a legislation back in 2020 called the Iron Ore Protection Act. Um, so basically that was he prioritised that because his, his excuse is that it keeps the Australian economy afloat, which to a degree it does. But um, the main reason is because he's he's a puppet of China. Um, so that, I believe, is why why Western Australia hasn't had as many lockdowns as other states. Now, as of the 1st of December, I think it is, everyone who works in the mining industry has to be vaccinated. Wow. So that's why we had a really big turnout at our last big rally. And since then, McGowan's came out and said, basically, I think it's as of, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure of the date, but effectively, anyone who works in a grocery store, a cafe, pretty much, I think it's, it covers 70% of the workforce here, has to be vaccinated. Well, plus the coal mine is going to be difficult because China gets a lot of their coal from you guys. Like, people don't realize that either. They, yeah. they You guys supply China because yeah. China can get coal, but the coal you guys have, I guess there's difference, you know, of coal that burns better, that lasts longer, and that's why they've been importing coal from Australia for a while. So that would be interesting, too, if uh, a lot of people band together to not do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think the amount of people they might lose is – sort of estimated to be about 20%, but I think it's more. But people are starting to get really fed up. Like, uh, it's really disturbing. So people over here worship Mark McGowan. Like, um, there's guys who, like, grown men have cardboard cutouts of him or framed pictures of him in their houses. Like, it's this level of insanity that's just completely unbelievable. But that's starting to change. So... I don't think the guy's going to be able to show his face in public anymore. He actually went out to some areas last week and he was he was bombarded by people. Like, I think the days of him being able to go out to the pub and everyone crowds around for selfies is definitely over. Um, so we're seeing a t- we're seeing a, a mass awakening happening for sure, without a doubt. You know, I see that see the change of the uh, the language in the comments section sections on his Facebook posts and basically the amount of people that are now turning up to these protests. Uh, we have a protest next weekend and we're expecting around 50,000, but it could be more. It could be more. Um, but, like, the concern I have is that these people have a, have an agenda and they're not going to roll over easily just because they see a lot of people out there protesting. So the protests are important and it's important for people to stop complying, but they go, it's going to get worse before it gets better, I believe. Sure. And so I think I that they're implementing a lot to me, like obviously here too. But from what you're saying, what I'm getting from the uh, what a lot of what you're saying is they're really trying to push this like 
social credit score thing you see how like people are loving telling on people yep. loving snitching on people trying to like uh get do what they're Definitely. do what they're told and get a treat you know what i mean kind of deal and, and it seems like you guys are really a test ground for that and for everything and and how far can you push it you know what i mean it seems like they're testing to see how far they can push you guys Definitely. And they actually, um, they're passing a legislation in the, the federal government is passing this legislation called the Digital Identity Legislation. So they already have that in place. They're setting it up. They already have all the uh, facial recognition cameras out in the streets of all major cities. Um, so, you know, we know where it's going and people don't understand this. Even the, even the people who've been vaccinated need to realise that this is, this is about more than a vaccine and more than a virus. It's, so that's it's what I'm about control. About. Definitely, definitely. Um, another thing that's happened over here, actually, so, you know, we know that they basically want to turn the world into a, a, a communist, a global communist dictatorship where, you know, you own nothing effectively. So what they've done over here, and I don't know if this has happened in the States as well, so what they've done is effectively make title deeds digital, so apparently, like, you know, if you own a house, they've allegedly destroyed all the original title deeds and they've made them digital. So how easy would it be to say there's been a hack and it's hacked and everyone's lost their the proof that they own their house and bang, just like that, no one owns anything or there's no proof that people own anything. Or just change or change the yep. who's on the deed, you know, like I could easily go and like you said, hack and then like, hey, that's exactly. not your name on there. That's my name, you know. Yeah, I haven't heard of that out here, but I'm sure that that is coming because everything is trying to go digital and put everything online like to where it's everything's like supposed to be catered towards access what i've also noticed is subscriptions you know there's tons of subscriptions to everything because i even saw the other day yeah. out here we have a liquor store called circle k right they were like yeah get your circle k uh, subscription 5.99 a month and you can get unlimited drinks so what i'm seeing is that in the corporate world they're trying to get people attached to these subscriptions because it's guaranteed money right like right. what if you get one soda a month uh normally so Oh, yeah. The sort of model, right? Okay. So That's I think they're trying to nudge us like in all those ways, and then and then use the technology that they have because I don't think it's all as far <laughs> advanced as we think. But they do have things to where yeah. they are pushing everything to like they don't want any more paper documents. Every document seems like yeah. they want it to go digital, just like the currency exactly. they want to go digital. And I and um the 2020 ID, you know, the uh, 2020 ID was supposed to be pushed out, and they have been. That's the initiative of the. Um, what are they called? The uh, I can't think of their stupid name. The and I hate them too. Uh, with all the countries, um, what is it called? Uh, where all the countries go? The UN. Um, <laughs> it was a UN initiative, you know, and and that's what I don't understand is like why people like the UN, like supposedly, like I mean, we know, but I'm just saying at surface level, why aren't they speaking up? Because regardless, if you think the 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 coronavirus is this deadly or not shouldn't you be like backing anybody that's getting like tyrannical governments like just because like there's a famine or there's some kind of you're not allowed to just do drastic measures and where anything goes but it seems like a lot of people in the international community as well are not people people but i'm talking about other governments have turned a blind eye like oh that's all right like but I think that's because a lot of them have that same game plan because going to like the COP26, you know, that climate change yeah. summit, a lot of all the big players were there. I think that's all the push. And 
I'm really worried because I starting to see because we a lot of people say that you guys are six months ahead of us, right? So we're like, and I think we're starting to get into that because they already have the mandates now. Now some of our courts, like it, it's good with our courts that they're gonna try to shut down that Joe Biden mandate, but the people already are like kind of split, just like it is out there. As like some people are just like all in on, hey, this is what we got to do because I'm not a selfish person. I'll take as many boosters as I need. And they were yeah. already set that mindset. So it's like set a stage to where something has to happen. And and I, I liked like we talked about it before uh, in a live. And then I see that you had that. Remember, you sent me that um, flyer for I think it's December 12th, that SOS, like kind of to stand with Australia. And I think that's what people need to do. not just stand with Australia, but show like, hey, we don't want this here in New York. We don't want this mm -hmm. here in Michigan. We don't want this that in way. California, Canada, whatever, wherever region you're at. If every we need to keep finding days like that where you can see a world movement because it looks a lot like if it's just 10 people in my town doesn't look that scary. Right. But if you see thousands of people across the globe at one time, maybe not even thousands, millions, you know what I mean? Millions and yeah. close to like a billion people that really would show a message because we have to start like finding ways to show a message to these people. We have to like yeah. hit them where they where it hurts somehow, especially if we can hit them in the pockets like not paying taxes, trying to find way loopholes around paying taxes and, and defunding the government that way, right? By not giving them our dollars, you know, finding, getting small time people like out here, I think it was in Virginia or maybe Pennsylvania, they had a guy that uh, went up against a, a Senate uh, incumbent the guy was like 20 years in the senate like always against a truck driver who who the one guy spent a million dollars on his campaign and lost and the truck driver spent like like a couple of thousand i think so we need to get more people involved in everything like whether it's not just it's not just voting but like actually not just protesting but literally saying hey we're, this is the new school we're going to this is a doctor's office that you can go to that i don't care you're not going to shut me down even if i have to have a back a back room visit you know what i mean we don't have to get i think to that level for a little bit like you yeah. said because it's going to get worse before it gets better i was looking at something yesterday and i was saying that basically what we're probably going to see is like a black market medical system open up like an alternative medical system because there's so many doctors out there who are doing the right thing they're being being shut down and silenced they are going to need to earn a living and people if they're not allowed to go into doctor surgeries they're still going to need medical care at some stage there's a there's a where there's a where there's a demand someone's going to provide that so i think that's probably what's what we're going to see happen alternative sort of uh alternative markets with everything um People will probably start going going back to trading things as well, but I think it's going to get it's it's definitely going to get really interesting. Um, yeah, we need to see millions of people in the streets. That's what's going to put an end to all this. But we also need to need to try to wake up the police, people in the military, and the police, like down in Melbourne. little hearts that said we need you and handing them to the police yeah for sure like we, we have to try it has to it has to be that well, way even though I, I, i've been saying this too but even like people that think the other way right like people that like obviously there's some people that are so far gone that's nothing you could say but yeah. finding ways to break through like don't say hey just say things that are logical like look at this like logically like literally like you have to use mm -hmm. like not just logic but something that speaks to them right like somehow where you can show evidence you have to like find creative evidence for people and it's going to take time but we have to work at it not like oh you're dumb you don't get it 
that they're this yeah. is tyrannical because that plays into it. They go, oh, see, they said that on the news. They said that you would say that. So we have to find different yeah. approaches where like, hey, do you think like, you know, find things that have nothing to do with coronavirus, though, so that they could be on the same level? Like you go, hey, don't, didn't they embezzle money here or didn't they do this where you can show a factual evidence piece of where they can they go, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't trust the government because of this and then kind of get the ball rolling because yeah, exactly. we need something the different. Everyone. And what, what most people are affected by is their pocket, their hip pocket. If they think they're going to lose out financially by it, that's that is effectively what's going to wake people up. But the other thing is, and this is this is how I have success. So I actually don't know anyone close to me who's going to take the you know what. Um, the best way to wake people up is to repeat something over and over again. So pick a particular thing that just blows it out of the water and just repeat it over and over and over again because the repetition is how people have been brainwashed. If you can crack the trust people have in the mainstream media, that's the key. They need to realise that they can't trust the mainstream media. So I, I suggest to people you pick one thing and just just bombard them with that one particular thing until they get it because they will get it if you just repeat yourself. It's a fact. And it doesn't matter if, if people think you're annoying. You need to pick a particular topic and repeat it over and over and over again. So one, one that I like to use is uh, the fact that people who have – COVID and they die of any any particular reason are listed as a COVID death. You know, did you see that video from New Zealand? Uh, it was on the mainstream media. A guy was murdered, oh. but he tested positive for COVID and yes. he was listed as COVID death. And the the reporter was even saying the reason this is is because the world the the World Health Organization recommends that this is how you're supposed to count the deaths. So that right there is a red pill for people. That particular thing, and then they're going to start asking. Okay, so. How many of these deaths are actually not COVID deaths at all? One of the things, this is this is the problem that a lot of people in Australia have, so why people here, despite the fact that Australia hasn't had that many COVID deaths at all really, um, and actually I think the average age of death in Australia is like 76 and the average age of death of people dying from COVID is 78. So, you know, Basically, people who were dying, who were going to die, who were in nursing homes, they just list them as COVID deaths. It's the same situation that was happening over there. But there was there was actually a lot of people coming out saying that the nursing homes were getting paid like $25,000 every time they listed someone as a COVID death. Well, they were getting incentivized, so yeah, for sure, Like especially yeah. in regular hospitals. So if you had a regular death, you might get like... 1500 but if you got a guy that was on a ventilator and he was considered a covid death you were getting $7500 so that and then when they shut everything down having like all the uh, surgeries like and all that stuff that was 80% of their profit so they 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 had to go for that and send, whether they wanted to or not they had to do it because or those hospitals would have been shut down yeah exactly it's it's all you know you can easily wake people up to the fact that there's corruption and people do things for money um it's just sometimes hard to get people they, because people need to see the bigger picture, you know. Even the people who are out there who've been vaccinated, some of them are waking up with the possibility of the booster shots and then I see a lot of people out there saying, oh, I can't wait, I'll go get my booster tomorrow. I feel like um, it's doing something to people's minds. It's almost like some people, so some people get really injured and get really sick from the vaccines and some people almost like they get into a craze. So I actually had a friend um, more an acquaintance who did not want to get it. She was a fairly rational, critically th critical thinking person, 
she went out and got one dose and it was almost as if she was like like addicted to the vaccine she's like I feel great I can't wait to get I can't wait to go and get another one I'll, I'll get 10 tomorrow if I had to like this is the effect it's having on some people which is really strange have you seen that have you seen anyone respond like I've that only, I've it? only know like a few people that got it in general like yep. at work like a couple of the sales people but they're older and like I didn't see them after they got it though and then one of my one co-worker but like she didn't really we don't really talk or anything, so I didn't really notice yeah. anything. But I've seen it online as far as, like, I'm just saying in my personal life. But online, yeah, I've seen that, like, where people are like, oh, I'm, I feel invincible. I feel like like they get – but I think some yeah. of it's, like, part of the hype, right? Like, I think we're under a mass yeah. hypnosis right now and where people really buy into sh- – like, once you buy into it, it's, like, it's hard to unbuy it, right? And who knows why yeah. they switched their, their their view. Like, imagine someone's single, right? And they don't, they're like, ah, I don't really know about the vax and this and that. But then they get into a relationship and this new person that they're trying to um show that they're better you know you put your best foot forward and maybe they're for the vax you're you, you could see people swaying yeah. you know and then once they sway yeah. those ways like nobody wants to be wrong right so now that they already swayed that way they're going to continue to be like i gotta double down i gotta triple down i gotta keep saying that beat this drum of like no 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 it's good like oh no and then nobody wants to be like talk about myocarditis and and some of the things that are happening with people because they've already taken it. So out of fear, they want to not like talk about it. Exactly. They don't want to be like, yeah. oh, I don't have it. Like, <laughs> It's like a lot of people, I think they, they bought into it basically at the start and they've probably, they've invested a lot of themselves in this whole, let's call it a scam. So to admit that, that they've basically, they've probably said nasty things about people who don't want to get it or weren't wearing masks, et cetera, et cetera. They would be faced faced with the choice of admitting they were wrong and acted like a dick, or they can keep pushing it and not, you know. A lot of people, I feel like they just want to be right. They don't actually care about people's health. They just care about being right. So you've got people out there who take delight in seeing the unvaccinated people punished for not taking the vaccine because they want to feel like there was a reason they took it. Sure. Like, they believed that they were doing the right thing by not taking it. And the vaccinated people, there's not, unvaccinated people, nothing bad is happening to anyone. So, like, you've got millions of people all across the world going out to these protests. Most of them are unvaccinated. Why aren't they all dropping dead? It's like the people who who said things like, you know, you see comments from people saying they're all going to get COVID and die. I hope they end up dead. Um, down in Victoria, there was a woman sitting outside in a restaurant and she said to someone walking past without a mask on, I can't wait to see you on a ventilator. It's like they actually want it to happen because they've said that it would happen and they want to be right. Sure. Like, and then not that they, they, they want the, the, they want to be accepted too. So, so many people want to be accepted. And I think during this time, the people that we're seeing that were like really complying, I think a lot of these people were loners, people that didn't necessarily have a tight circle, people that, that weren't able to reach out to people. And now they had a way of like feeling uh, involved, feeling like they're a part of something. And I think they don't want to let that go regardless of exactly. what's really going on. It's become the identity for a lot of people. So over the last two years, some people might have just had set fairly, felt like they had meaningless lives. Suddenly there's this massive danger and they feel like they're actually doing something to save the world. They're saving the world by wearing a mask, by staying home. 
So that was their, that's sort of part of their identity now. So to admit that that was all for nothing, I think that's the hard thing for a lot of people, that they've literally invested the last two years of their life feeling like they were doing something good and they have to face the reality of the situation that, um, yeah, we've been lied to. And I just think, I think that's really hard for people to admit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that people, less than 1% of people are capable of admitting they were wrong on an intellectual issue. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And especially like, this is, I, I sort of use this analogy, okay? So people's perceptions, I think of it as like a, like a house. Like you build a house, the, 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 the ideas you hold and your beliefs and values, it's like a house. So you build that with all the information you take in. Now, if you don't try to get down to a solid foundation, so if you don't actually get to the foundation of truth before you start putting your beliefs and opinions on top of it, you're basically going to build a structure on something unstable. So if someone comes along and shows you that everything your opinions are based on is a lie, it's like pulling the rug out from underneath something Mm -hmm. and the whole thing is going to fall down. Also, if you have, say, let's call it like a brick of truth and it needs to fit into that structure but it can't based on the fact that everything they believe is based on lies, for people to have to rebuild everything they think they know in their mind, it would ba- it basically like smashes people's uh, perception, like they would have a complete ego death. So that's why I feel like when you're trying to tell someone something that's true or show them an evidence that this whole thing is not what they think, they will get defensive because they don't want to have to rebuild their entire perception of the world. So they'd rather just defend it vehemently. Plus there's like American Idol syndrome, like where, like, I don't know if you've watched American Idol, you know, they're like, yeah, I've been singing for like 20 years. My grandma said I'm like the best singer. And then they go in and they're like, like super horrible and they can't hear it. They can't hear even rappers and, yeah. and, and artists of all kinds. They, they think they're super talented, but they can't hear it. Like everybody else can, but because they've coached themselves to like only believe this thing or like believe that that sound that they make is what it's supposed to be. And I think that's the same with this is that people are like, no, no, this smart guy that I always listen to. And plus, that's another thing, too, is that people are like so much is going on in their lives that they don't feel like they have the time to look stuff up. So they just rely on their favorite talking head, whether it be me, whether it be Chris Cuomo, whether it be whatever mainstream news or, or podcast, and they just want one. Two people and they're like, all right, I kind of like their opinion. I'm gonna go off that, and it can't be that. It has to be open where you're able to talk about it. Because I remember when last year when this all first started, and and I was digging through stuff right away, and we were seeing about Kerry Mullis, and and I would show people Kerry Mullis being like, hey, the PCR test is not. Uh, you know, designed to uh, show infection. And people would be like, where do you find that on YouTube? And you're like, yeah, yeah, but he's a he's like the guy that invent. Like, I get it if it's like me saying it or some random dude saying it. I'm like, this is the dude that invented it, though. Like, when I knew people weren't, by, like, when people were being skeptical of the thing that I'm like, this should not even be argumentative. Like, I shouldn't have to argue with you. It, this guy is yeah. telling you what it does, and he invented it, won a Nobel Peace Prize. But at that moment, I knew that, okay, people are under a hypno... Like, this mass hysteria, the fear got so bad that people are under a spell of where now they're like, government, please save me. I know that I don't know what to do. Please save me. And they don't know how to get out of that. Yeah, I think the fear, the, the fear is a weapon. Like when you when people are under the influence of fear, some part of the brain doesn't work properly. They literally just can't think critically because 
they go into survival mode. So it does something to the brain, they actually go into survival mode. But, like, that's the thing. Like, so when this all first started, I was instantly questioning it because, you know, back in the days of swine flu, we were seeing all those things about a lot of people thought that was going to be the big thing that brought this this totalitarian, totalitarian control system in. You know, we were seeing all those uh, plastic coffins and stuff on yeah. trains and things like that. So I was aware of it since back then. And when this all started, I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is just swine flu 2.0. Surely people aren't going to fall for this. Or at least after a couple of weeks, they're going to start waking up and realising that, oh, no, people aren't dropping dead in the streets. This is all overblown. But they didn't. Like something, I don't know what it was, whether it was some kind of subliminal. Oh, I think it was the videos coming out of China. Yeah, to be honest. definitely. I, that, I was saying the same thing. That put the fear into people's minds. Like, think about it. If we didn't see those videos, I don't think people would have taken it so seriously at all. And still people don't question what the, what that was. Like, what was that? Yeah, then and it was ne- we were never revealed. Like, yeah, because they had people yeah. actually looking in the streets and the hospitals look chaotic. For us, I can't speak for what's going on out there, but I think for us, like, it was – Everybody kind of felt like, you know, the first two weeks and then there was a first month or so. And then I think that people were getting I've noticed every time people seem to be tired of this, like the mandates or anything going on, you know, even last year of all the the excessive government overreach that they do something else, like something else happens. You had George Floyd. Then you have like a whole different thing. Now we have the Trump and the election. So they're constantly like for us to keep cycling it. So. As soon yeah. as you're like, as soon as you're getting fed up with coronavirus and you're starting to feel like you're getting people like where they're like, you know what, man, you're you're right, man. Fuck this shit, man. You know, you're you're definitely right. Something else happens to push yes. us back to those issues. And one big issue out here they also do, they throw this all the time, is the abortion issue because it's such a polarizing issue that people are dug in the sand on one side or the other that they like to throw those kind of things out there that are going to definitely get us divided. So then they go, well, I can't, I got to believe the corona stuff because this guy believes he's pro-choice and uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pro this yeah. or like whatever you stand on. And then that's where you go lean towards you go, I guess, because all the people that are for climate change are for the vaccine. So I'm for that. That's why I even like to tell people, but like, I'll always say this. I'm like a broken record. I say, if they were really trying to fix the climate and, and the whole environment, I said, why aren't they using biodegradable plastics? Hemp can make biodegradable plastic. We've known that for years, like decades, but because they don't want to help us. I was like, why is it that we're always the one that's, why is it always the regular Joe's fault? Like, Oh, there's too much carbon or Hey, yeah. you're spreading, like, the, you're spreading it. The people who've, who've done the environmental damage for years, they've got rich off it. They've got their power. Now, you can either have more power by getting more money than other people or just taking away money from other people. So I feel like they've got to that point. They've gained as much power as they possibly can through the oil industry, et cetera. Now the next step is to just take away what everyone else has to get more power. And I feel like they're at that stage. So they're they're the, same, they're the people who have basically caused environmental damage. And although I don't necessarily, I don't believe that CO2 is causing climate change. Yeah, I don't think that either. Uh, but, you know, they're still, they're still trashing rain, def- you know, cutting down rainforests and pollution and chemicals and all that type of stuff. You know, I feel like if people care about the environment, they should pay more attention to that type of thing. The chemicals being pumped in rivers and things like that, like... If if they took away all the CO2 from the atmosphere, everything would die. Like people don't understand it's like this zero emissions thing is complete load of crap. Um, 
but yeah, it's, that's the, that's the other thing. So a lot of people, I think, like part of the reason some people don't want to admit that the um, the COVID is a lie is because for them to admit that the government is defrauding them effectively. So let's just call them leftists or left leaning people, or I sort of like to just describe it as someone who wants a bigger government. They think mm-hmm. that the solution to all the world's problems is to have more government, more more regulations, tax people for this, uh, you know, ban this, ban that. That's their solution, right? So if you tell them that the government's the problem, they're like, oh, what, what, what's going to happen then? Are we just supposed to let people do what they want? It's like that's their mindset, isn't it? Sure. And then they're like yeah. – Definitely, that that's what everybody out here even says. Like, you're right. Like, as soon as you say that, they go, oh, so it's just going to be anarchy then. And you're like, well, no, that doesn't yeah. – it's not anarchy or tyran- like a tyrannical government. There's more in between. But you're right. That's all they see. Yeah, and especially in Australia because Australia, like, um, we have a massive public sector. So there's a lot of people on the government payroll. Like, I think our we probably have a lot more people paid by the government than you guys do. And they, they make fairly decent wage as well. Uh you know, they probably have better working conditions than most people who work, you know, independently or for a private company. So the public sector over here is quite large. So those people working for the government, like I've literally seen this from people, oh, if I admit that the government's the problem, like they're like the people who pay me, like they have this allegiance to the system. So it's difficult to, you know. So they're rooted, they're already implanted in, in, in there. They're not gonna shift or even try like yeah that's what sucks is those type of people that's why i think like we have to just show like as much as we can like and i think i'm with you i think of in in the next like i would not say like the next year but i would say the next like four years maybe five we are going to see a little bit of a split in society around the world where people are that don't buy into this metaverse uh the government does everything for me and you know like they know what's right and then the rest of, of us are going to be to build something new and like you said black market hospitals which will turn in you know because yeah. they're going to have there still will be leftover infrastructure because it's going to be a big split and i think then that's what from there i really don't know because it's up in the air because i don't know what go- comes of that but i do think that it's going to they're going to succeed on somewhat of a level but i don't think like the full level it's just all the people that are not lazy not just lazy but there's a lot of people that love the convenience they love the convenience of oh man i could just press this and this comes like i don't have to leave my house i like working on zoom now oh, i could stay home more and play video games i can like people yeah. bought into that whole idea because it was being sold to them for a long time just think about like rap you know rap changed a lot it where now it's all about getting money and 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 getting fancy cars and living this so it's more about your image right it's more about building your image than actually getting a message out there when when hip-hop was originated it was getting the message out there of like you know when they were saying street stuff it wasn't necessarily to be like oh i'm tough it's kind of like painting the picture of where i come from and now it's become to where it's just like hey build this fake life for yourself and i think people like that they want to be uh their sim character or whatever you know build in that metaverse so i think we are going to have a split and hopefully more of the youth uh will get away from the screens and kind of like embrace the outside like i think a lot of the young people will love this meta meta metaverse idea oh definitely a lot of them are out there saying yes that'll be cool i'd love to have a chip in my hand that i can just pay things for they think you know because they've been conditioned uh through predictive programming that that's that's the way the future is going to go anyway um but yeah like i think there's that a lot of people, especially in Australia, have not been any worse off 
except for simply not being able to go outside. And they actually like the lifestyle of being paid to stay home and work from home, like you said. Like, and, and that's especially like because we have such a big pu- private, a public sector. That's those people. So they feel like they've actually been better off. Yeah. And that's the problem. And like the, the only way this is going to turn around is when the majority of people say that they've had enough of it. And unfortunately, that only happens when people are personally affected. That's why we started to see all these way more people turning up to protest. So at our last protest, we had everyone there from the health health sector and the mining sector. The rest of society doesn't realise that eventually this is going to affect them as well. So as people start to get affected, as these mandates start to affect different people, you see them starting to come out of the woodwork and say, oh, well, it's affecting me now. I'm going to stand up. So sadly, I feel like that's why it has to get worse before it gets better. Definitely. And I think that's what they got to see, too, because like you were saying, I heard I saw a lot of people cheering on people even out here like, good, get rid of all those nurses. Good. Get rid of those pilots that are not vaccinated. And I go, they go put in all the vaccinated people that want to work. And I'll be like, "Uh, do you think there's just a pool of workers that like there's not just tons of nurses, especially pilots? It's hard to get pilots in general. But people don't see that until that they're affected where they're like, oh, there's no servers. Oh, there's no nurses. Oh, I can't. I'm my whole plane is grounded and I can't get anywhere. That's what happened here where people are like they protested. And we got to see more stuff like that where the cops do these sick like I don't know how you have it out there. We call they call them like sick outs. Right. Where massive amounts of cops will call in sick. Like, yeah, we call uh, them (laughs) Chuck a sickie. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we actually had a strike here. I'm not sure how many people actually striked on that day. So, like, it was um, Chuck a sickie, <laughs> the the national sickie. I'm not sure how many people actually did it though. But um, yeah, it's it's the same question that people people seem to have to be affected before they actually stand up to it. Definitely, that's the worst part. One of the worst things. Like, I can't believe that anyone can rationalise sacking healthcare workers to protect the healthcare system. It's it's insane. Well, especially when they were the ones involved in the most supposed deadly time where there was no vaccine, when they, when it was unknown what it was at all. So if they were able yeah. to, if I was in the medical field, like, well, I'm not, I don't want to take it anyways, but I'm saying if I was in the medical field and I did all that, I'll be like, well, why do I have to take it? I even am ready for them to tell me at my work that but I don't yeah. know if they are or not, but I was going to tell them the same thing. I'd be like, well, you guys weren't worried about, you guys weren't worried about it when I was at work every day. The UPS guy isn't vaccinated. None of the UPS, like UPS isn't mandating it. And they go everywhere. You know what I mean? They go through like 10 buildings before they get to our building. I was like, so yeah. what's what's the point? Like, this is useless, stupid shit. I'm pretty sure Australia Post has mandated it. But um, we've got a massive post postage backlog at the moment, based probably because of all the lockdowns in Victoria and stuff like that. They tried to mandate it. And they must have, going to, to lo- they must have been going to lose so many staff that they reneged on it and instead of them mandating the vaccine, people who work in the distribution centres have to wear these devices that basically beeps when they get too close to another person. So it's like a a digital device that they wear that makes them socially distance. So that's actually happening in Australia. 
Yeah, I think some... I've also saw, I don't know if it was New Zealand or Australia, was, and I think they have it at Amazon out here. They had, like, cameras, yeah. and people, like, they paced people now to be like, hey, man, you're a little close, back up, number, da, 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 like. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they have COVID marshals over here. So uh, businesses have to have a de- designated COVID marshal to supposedly make sure people socially distance and all this type of stuff. I don't know if they still have them, but they they did have that. So it's like, and the thing is, right, you might wonder who would take such a pathetic job, but as businesses close down, and this is another thing, so you might wonder who's going to actually, you know, if they have the, these concentration camps, who's going to work in them? When you take away people's businesses, you get people get more desperate for work. Yeah. So people are more likely to basically compromise on their principles because there's so many businesses going under. The, the, the economy's been destroyed. There's not there's not many opportunities for uh, self-employment. So people are more likely to go and do something like that if they're getting paid. I feel like that's another reason they want to destroy the economy because it makes it makes people more desperate to do anything for work. Yeah, especially with it comes to your family and your kids and stuff. Like people, yeah. people yeah. will compromise their morals for um a paycheck, like you said, just to make sure that they can yeah. feed their kids and stuff. Yeah. And that, that is a good point because I think that mm. you make it drastic. Cause then you force the person to where it's an extreme. Like you're like, all right, either you yeah. do this or your family doesn't eat. And that's hard for people. And I think like when people yeah. like, it's not an easy, like, I don't think I'm not saying that it's like, you know, trying to stick up for people like that, but I'm just saying that, like, I think that's a difficult decision to make. It's not as easy yeah. as all of us thinking like, maybe I can do that. But luckily for me, I'm in a position that it does doesn't matter but for other people i, I kind of like you know i feel bad for them but at the same time i'm like how long are we like how long is this going to go on like how can we not say like um you know like you see it like and you're like oh what can i do like and you're like well you could stop doing it like you could stop in like and i think the be- but i think the best way to me is that like uh not just protesting what people need i've been saying this for a while too like gauge where you work how many people agree with what you think if you have more than 50 percent, then you have the leverage so i think people need to like be at their like whether it's police and be like look man there's more of us than there is of them whether whether it's construction um nursing whatever and you need to find each individual place because if you can make sure that you there are 60 percent less staff there's no way in hell they're going to mandate it at that those places because they're like we'll lose our business so people are still need want money you know what i mean like people are still money hungry and stuff like that so i think that's the way we do it is banding together in small groups where we work because that way we go hey man this guy this guy doesn't want to take it this guy doesn't want to take because i think a lot of people don't know how many people think like them or or have the same line yeah people need to just talk to people as well Mm -hmm. you would be surprised I'm I'm very outspoken about it. Everyone I come across, basically, I I tell them what I think about all this. And you're actually, I'm actually surprised that a lot of people are awake, but they just don't talk about it. So when you talk about it with someone, you actually, you know, get then give them a permission slip that it's okay to start talking about this because that's just what people need to do. They need to talk to everyone they know. You need to show people the evidence. And you know, the thing is, like, a lot of people sort of say, "Oh well, um, people can think what they want. Everyone's entitled to have their own opinions." Well, I disagree. I think everyone needs to try their hardest to convince everyone or show them the truth. You know, don't just be dropping red pills on social media. You need to take the the, the proof to everybody you know and be relentless about it. 
because that's the only way we're going to get out of this. The only way this is going to stop is when people unanimously stop complying. <clears throat> For sure, way. because that's what feeds into it is the compliance of people like where yeah. the government like because then they could easily go, oh, we're still passing this. Obviously, if you have like 70 percent of the country or, or city or wherever you're out with pitchforks and, and, and tiki torches at the government governor's house or the White House or wherever. Right. They're going to be like, ah, we should probably not do this. But they don't see that right now. They see the support. They see the pat on the back like, ah, get him, Dan. Like you said, stand with Dan. That's so I hate that guy so yeah. much. I'm not even from oh. Australia. And I hate that guy like <laughs> He's such oh, yeah, a douchebag. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's really just, oh, it's it's amazing how much people, that a lot of people idolise these leaders. And the thing is, like, we can look back in history and see how they use propaganda to turn people into, you know, to make people do these types of things. We are at an advantage at this time in history because we have all the information. We can look back on how these things happened in the past. So it's it's incredible to me that people can't see the patterns. I, I couldn't agree more because I've seen like a lot yeah. of the stuff that's happening. I, I think it should be obvious. Like I even tell people like if you know anybody that works in the medical field, especially imagine during like a mass hysteria moment, all these hysterical people in the hospital. Do you think that it's not possible that tests got mixed up or do you not think it's possible that as they're testing so many people and they're like, well, yeah, well, then I'm like, it's not like it's because people go, there's not everybody's not in on the conspiracy. No, they're not in on the conspiracy. But when the person at the top that's directing the message goes, hey, this is how many cycle counts it is. Everybody's going to do it without question because it's considered standard. So like that, yeah. that's the thing that people and, and you're right. I just I would I've gotten frustrated plenty of times where you're just saying like. To you, to me, what seems as common sense, I'm like, dude, it's not like I'm some like super uh, intelligent, like I'm some brainiac. Like this is to me, it's just like common sense, man. Like, you know what I mean, like, yeah. look at it. I talk to a lot of nurses, so I, I've met quite a few nurses at these rallies, and um, just recently, even people I know, the nurses are starting to speak out. Uh, so someone I know yesterday, um, a family member, basically was told uh, this is in Queensland that they have two weeks to get the jab or they have to quit. So they're like, okay, well, I'm close to retirement age. I'm going to quit anyway. Um, and he said that a nurse came into his work last week and told him that um, she actually works in a hospital in Brisbane and they have a COVID ward and they have a COVID vaccine injury ward. And she said there's more people in the injury ward than the COVID ward. I think the nurses are going to start speaking out, and especially when they lose their jobs, they're, yep. they're going to not—they're not going to have anything to lose. That's when we're going to start seeing the truth come out a lot more. I think. I actually, um, I know a few people who have friends who are nurses who are going to quit, who are going to speak out. Um, someone who works at the triage in a hospital, and she will not get it because she's seen how many people are coming in with the injuries. So I think the truth is going to start coming out. And I think at this point, when the truth comes out, the people in the gov people in government at the highest levels who've orchestrated this, they're going to basically be fighting for their own lives. So this is what people need to be prepared for. They will try to push back as hard as possible because they're not just going to back down. When people find out what they what they're doing, and that's why they're trying to get this control system in place before people before the majority wake up, I think the majority will wake up. I just hope it's not too late. Yeah, before like, yeah, because then it will be a bigger, a way bigger, harder mess to, to deal with. 
Yeah, exactly. And like um, in Queensland, there's a video I have on my page if you go through my um, my IGTV stories. I might share it in my stories. Basically, on the Gold Coast in Queensland, they had a group of uh, Chinese people come in to install cameras that would make sure people are socially distancing all around the Gold Coast. Damn. It's like. I can't believe it. I'm really shocked, actually. The, the thing that has surprised me the most, none of this, the way this played out was not a surprise to me because, you know, I've, I've known about Agenda 21 for about nine years. The thing that has shocked me and I really find it hard to reconcile with is just how people have gone along with it. I never expected that. I expected people to actually see what was happening, but I guess I had too much faith in humanity. <laughs> But I think that's what like a lot of these digital screens and social media did is because it, it dehumanized like whatever side yeah. you're on. Like like I said, I'll hear a lot of it was Trump, Biden or left, right or whatever it was. It seemed like with this power of social media, they were able to really polarize these issues and like create huge divides. We're like. Literally, like eight years ago, nine years ago, we could talk to the to a lefty, a righty, a libertarian, like all these different like uh, political views or even religious views. People would discuss things, but it this divide of going to these tribes where like, nope, this is my tribe and I'm in this echo chamber and I just want to hear the same. Yes, yes, good. You're right. Pat on the back. That really became a nuisance around here, and it seems to be because something my like that's spreading. I, I am running low on battery. Um, but, yeah, someone just mentioned the 100 monkey theory. That's true. We just need to be the example and hopefully other people will start to get the courage for themselves. Yeah, definitely. So well, where can everybody catch you? And, like, uh, what about that uh, before you get out of here to talk about the December 12th uh, protest? In, uh... Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty sure it was started by Monica Smith. So Monica was the girl who was arrested in in Melbourne and she basically she's not allowed to attend protests or organize protests in Australia uh, so I'm not sure if this is what they've done but basically people people around the world need to stand up for Australia because there are people in Australia who are afraid that if they get arrested they're never going, going to be seen again so what another thing that the um the pandemic legislation that they're trying to pass in Victoria uh, they can imprison people without any reason for as long as they want. So it's effectively full totalitarianism. There's people in Australia who want to leave, who want to basically be given asylum in other countries because of the because of the totalitarian totalitarian ways the government's going. It's not surprising that people would just you know people are sort of concerned that some people are going to start disappearing. Yeah. So, so then you know, it, it's good to rally, like we said earlier, with everybody and, and we'll pass that that whole thing around. You know what I mean? So getting more people like if you can get 10 people in your city, uh, uh, 20 people yeah. in your city. And if we could all do it on what's December 12th, correct? Yeah, December 12th. So I think it would really be um, it would it would really boost morale for a lot of people in Australia to see that people around the world are standing up for us. Um, but also you guys know that Australia is the testing ground and. If this goes forward in Australia, it will happen in other countries. Most definitely. And just let everybody yeah. know where they could catch you, like where they could follow you and uh, see your stories. Um, my account, I'm pretty sure you can click on the top and follow me from here, uh, but it's redpill underscore daily dot au. Well, thanks a lot for just shedding some light on 
what's going on in Australia. You know, I'm sure we could do this again. And and everybody kind of gets uh, follow uh, Joanne. And uh, thanks for uh, keeping the freedom alive uh, down under. Thanks for having me on. Always. Well, thanks, uh, everybody, for tuning in. You know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. All right, we out. <laughs> See you guys. the living dead past all zombies put you in the